Hi friends, welcome to the Connected Families Podcast. I'm Stacey Bellward, and it's great to have you joining me for part two of questions and answers. This episode with Jim and Lynn Jackson, the founders of Connected Families. Well, the questions have come from parents who took the discipline that connects with your child's heart online course. We run that course two times a year, and this week a new cohort is beginning. By the way, there's still time to join. You're gonna hear more about that later and also in our show notes. Well, each time we run that course, we do a special thing for the parents. We hold three live Q&A sessions where they ask questions and Jim and Lynn and I go through them in a large Zoom format. We wanted to bring some of the benefit of that format to you, our podcast audience. So. Last week, in part one of the podcast series, we answered questions that came from the first two levels of the Connected Families framework. For each level, Jim or Lynn gave a quick review, and then we jumped into those questions. Today, we're going to go through the last two levels of the framework. Okay, so let's get to it. Let me welcome Jim and Lynn Jackson. Hi, you guys. Hey, hey good to be here. How are you doing today? Good. We're good. We love these Q&As, and it's fun doing it together, isn't it? We, Absolutely. We do yep. love them it's fun doing it together we never know quite what's going to happen yeah and that's how real life is so let's do it that's right because you know i have our listeners in mind i'm them Mm -hmm. today and so i might even push back a little bit the cosmic parent (laughs) quintessential parent the quintessential (laughs) cosmic represents all of the needs of the listeners and anticipates every single possible nuance so many so many different scenarios (laughs) in our listening audience but i am trying to think of the moms and dads out there and the questions that they would ask and how they would receive the answers that you're going to give you represent well Today, I'm kind of excited. We're going to really work on getting some role plays in, mm-hmm. aren't we? It's kind Big of part like... part of the course, and then, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. love role plays, mm-hmm. and people love role plays. And so we're going to we're gonna do some role plays around the questions that were asked. Okay. This is going to be fun. Okay, so we're going to start off with the message of the framework, you are called and you are capable. Yeah. So, Jim, can you give us just a quick You're minute or two overview? called and capable is mm-hmm. a message we seek to impart to our children to help them believe that it's true. You're called incapable, even in the context of their misbehavior, which Mm. can be hard. So how do you do that? For us, communicating this message in the context of misbehavior really is about recognizing that all of our kids have got strengths. Sometimes they use their strengths to misbehave, but it doesn't mean they cease to be strengths. It just means that those are strengths being misused. And an important part of our work as parents to help kids grow to believe that they are called by God to do the good works he prepared in advance, that they would walk in them and capable of doing those things is to be thoughtful about what are those strengths, even if they show up in the context of misbehavior. And how can we position our kids instead of using those strengths dishonorably to use them for honor? And it also involves a lot of just developing strengths in our kids and misbehavior yep. as well by asking the kind of questions that provoke wisdom or giving choices that help engage the left side of their brain mm-hmm. and they start in their frontal lobe and start to mm-hmm. really think through what would be a good choice in this situation. Mm-hmm. So all of that is having a, a vision for building strengths and wisdom in my child even when they're struggling. And building strengths means that I need to not look at everything as all good or all all bad Mm -hmm. and look at that behavior in front of me and see what is the gifting that is allowing them to behave this way. Yeah. And for example, because parents have a hard time getting their arms around Uh this when they first hear this idea, we tend to call kids stubborn. 
Yeah. That, that child is just so stubborn sometimes. And what we invite parents to think about is that stubbornness is the sort of negative label of a trait that God gave that child. What might it be? Persistence, strong mm. will, tenacious to, to get what they want. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are good things. Those are things that took the Apostle Paul to spread the gospel. Those are things that took, you know, many biblical characters to use those what we call gifts mm-hmm. or strengths in God-honoring sorts of ways. Yeah, yeah. I love it. This took me when I first started learning the Connected Families way a little bit to get my head around. It has been so wonderful and freeing. It's just Mm. fun. It's like an adventure. It's like a hunt, you know, to see the good underneath what's Mm. going on in my home. It's fun. Well, Lynn, you mentioned we're growing giftings in our kid. We're we're growing wisdom in our children. And sometimes we give them choices. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting because Allison sent in this question. How do I focus on staying connected with my strong-willed, stubborn (laughs) three-year-old who goes into a standoff at hard transitions like leaving for school or getting ready for bed? She refuses to make a choice and will even say she's not choosing anything or will silently just stare at me. And I end up making the choice for her, which just leads to a meltdown. Interesting that you would say that because I had a story recently, and we'll put this in the show notes, the link to it. Making choices sometimes for some kids, not all. Some kids it feels really empowering. Other kids it feels really threatening and like the parents are trying to take power over them. And we have a story that we'll put in the show notes of a little guy who would literally have meltdowns four days after he was given a choice Mm. and how the parents worked through that and the progress he's made Mm -hmm. over time. So... It's just a fun little extra. But a lot of times it makes such a difference how we make the choice. And if you mean how we offer how we the offer choice. the choice yeah. and what we've done before we do that. Because a lot of parents they just think, okay, they just need a choice and then it's down to business and we we offer a choice and mm-hmm. we're kind of looking straight and firm at them. And then it's that choice becomes about power. And so, you know, to take the power out of it, to put the connection into it. And, you know, I could just so Jim, stare at me with the the um, Are you gonna do a role play, you guys? Yeah. Is this a role play? Okay. I think so. Okay. So, yeah. awesome. so I'm gonna stare at you. I'm already staring at you. Wait, You're so, so Beautiful. Are you at school? Do school. Uh, well, she's a three-year-old and well, trying to oh, leaving for school or getting ready for bed. Looks yeah. like the transition. So transitions also are very difficult for sensitive, intense kids, just inherently. So just okay. a little background. So All I'm right. going to come into this with that knowledge and a lot more empathy. And little three-year-old Jimmy is needing to get ready for preschool. I don't want to. Oh, yeah? I don't want to. Oh, oh. oh. No, I don't want to. I hate how these shoes feel. Oh, I you, don't want to do that. You're having a hard time, aren't you, bud? I, I, you don't want to go to preschool. No, right. Oh, right. and you're, you're staring at me like you're really mad right now, aren't you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Do you know, do you see my eyes? I'm staring back at you with my love eyes, though, because I know this is so hard for you. I am trying so hard in this role play to stay an obstinate three-year-old, and it's really difficult when you, when you use this approach. I mean, I recognize there are those three-year-olds who are not at all conscious of what parent is doing right now. They're so upset. But, you know, for the purpose of these role plays, I usually sort of put myself in the middle of the spectrum. Oh, yeah. You've given me a hard time many times. So I think... Um, <laughs> As an adult, Lynn? Or... <laughs> no, no. When he's playing a child. Right. But you're... And maybe that's part of it is that your energy and your effusiveness about empathizing with me and understanding me and coming alongside me to help me with this instead of just standing over me and making me do the thing. And 
and uh, it's like I didn't I didn't know what to do with it in the context of that role play. It was really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, just pause because I'm thinking this mom was expecting it, right? This is not the first time that it's happened, right? So she has to have thought, okay, yeah, I'm prepared, mm-hmm. and the next time it happens. I'm going to deal with this different. Right on. Yep. And I'm going to yep. come with empathy and just really like, hey, you know, yep. what you, all, all that you said, Lynn. Yep. And I could mm-hmm. just see her just touching her child's cheek yeah. maybe. Or, Look you know, at I those beautiful her, her brown arm. eyes of yours, Jimmy. I yeah. think it's such an important thing you just said, Stacey, that I want to I wanna wrestle with it for just a minute. And that is this idea of, of what we expect and how we prepare for it. Because mm-hmm. I think parents rightly oftentimes expect their children to have a hard time with transitions mm-hmm. and to be you know and, and even the use of the words i mean she at least combines stubborn with strong will mm-hmm. strong willed is good stubborn is a, a dishonoring use of strong will but strong willed is the centerpiece here it's yeah. a strong willed child uh-huh. who's resistant to change and who the parent expects to act inappropriately when it's time for change yeah and so often when we expect our children to act inappropriately we still act as if we didn't expect them to act inappropriately this time. Like, like we, what? You're having trouble going to school again? Like, <laughs> we yeah. haven't thought through what do we expect and how do we want to parent differently? Not what different behavior do I want to get from my child, but how do I want to call out gifts? How do I want to recognize capability? How do I want to affirm any little thing that I see, even in this moment, that could that could be almost like a little compliment, not without giving away the outcome that we're headed toward, hopefully, but in a way that helps a child to feel understood joined um, okay so what would that be in this role play we just we already got to i've shown my child empathy Mm -hmm. i'm face to face Mm -hmm. now what do i say okay yeah so So, we'll just keep going yeah so i'm disarmed but i'm still upset and Mm -hmm. my brain isn't working very well as the three-year-old so i'm i don't know i just don't want to go oh i know that's kind of hard you know what I'm going to make it fun for us to get out to the car, and I'm going to pick you up and give you a piggyback ride. If you decide you want to walk, you can tell me. But here, I'm going to pick you up, and we'll sing your favorite song while we go, too. Oh. That'll make it a little easier. Oh. <laughs> Again, I'm like, <laughs> wow, this is new. <laughs> So, so uh, but it I, feels like wow. That's I mean, again, I do this thing where I get in the mindset of the three-year-old, and I heard what you said, and I'm like, wow, mom is for me, and she believes in me, and I mean, you know, I don't think all those words right. as a three-year-old, but there's this feeling that I have instead of being opposed, I feel joined, I feel mm-hmm. understood, and that empowers me to make choices. To so you just gave me a choice. I can, but I didn't piggyback. quite give you a choice. Mm-hmm. I was very calculated, and I'm gonna suggest and express my intention to do something fun. And if you don't like it, you can let me know. Sure. Mm -hmm. So again, in my role, what that felt like is I don't feel trapped. Right. I didn't want you to be trapped, but I didn't want you to go, okay, Jimmy, what is it? A or B? A or B? Yeah. Yeah. Like an optometrist. Yeah. Yeah. So so (laughs) it's actually, yeah, that's, it's it's really beautiful. And it's kind of almost a new nuance in how we sometimes talk about this, Mm -hmm. whereby you know the best case outcome that you're going to invite me to in an inviting sort of a way Mm -hmm. but then you're going to give me an off the hook like well you don't have to do this preferred way but if you want to choose to do it differently you can you get to decide jimmy Mm -hmm. that was kind of the bottom line of this was i I didn't feel trapped because i i had a decision to make you were invited into the best solution but you were given an out versus what's your choice going to be buddy yeah well and i'm not even thinking Mm -hmm. in the three-year-old lens as oh this is best i'm just thinking which do i prefer today i prefer this one 
Now, the question is, would you have been okay if I said, no, mom, I don't want that. And this is why I think it's important for us as parents Mm -hmm. not to say to ourselves, well, this is the best one and I'm going to try to make him do it. Mm -hmm. It's going to offer him a preferred one. And if he doesn't want to do it, he still needs to be empowered to do the other thing. So how do you respond if I say, because maybe I'm too upset and touch doesn't feel welcoming or warm to me. And I say, I'm just going to walk. Oh, okay. I'm going to walk with you. And I might even stomp my feet just to kind of get some of my energy out. Oh, wow. What a fine example you're setting for me, Mommy. (laughs) (laughs) Why, thank you, son. Thank you for noticing that. (laughs) But again, it's all so like, wow. I'm I'm just trying to play this role of the three-year-old, and this all feels so new and wonderful and inviting to me. And it doesn't let me off the hook for some of the things that I'm struggling with. It doesn't fix life, Mm -hmm. but it helps me take a higher sense of responsibility capability for my circumstances and yeah the outcomes mm-hmm. and, and so and the mom's being creative mm-hmm. isn't she she's being and creative you and can't not just... be creative unless your brain is in a good place yeah and that's really important well, and... but we do have things to help you with that yeah <laughs> and that Connecting is the discipline the, yeah. yeah the discipline that connects book has an appendix and there's things on there's stuff on transitions mm-hmm. in there just mm-hmm. to help yeah and, and I mean, just to through. throw some out, you said, hey, you can ride a piggyback. You can ride on my back as a piggyback ride, you know, out mm-hmm. to the car or something like that. If we were just going to throw out a couple other quick little things, I'll bring your coat and shoes out, you mm-hmm. know, and we'll get them on in the car. Mm-hmm. We're just switching things up. That just isn't like, mm-hmm. you know, this is one, two, three. This is how it goes. And you just better toe the line because yeah. this is how we do it in our house. Any other thoughts on quick creative different ways that a mom could approach that transition just giving the child a favorite item that they can focus on uh-huh. gives them some their brain something to sort of lock onto that's helpful versus just i'm moving through this environment i'm making a shift mm-hmm. i don't like it's like oh here's your granola bar for snack yeah you can carry it out to the car uh-huh. or whatever mm-hmm. yeah Here's a stuffed animal that mm-hmm. you get to carry and you get to bring just this one on your yeah. way to preschool every morning. Yep. Like this is, you know, yep. did you get him? Okay. Teddy's with you. Good. Before we move to the last level that says you are responsible for your actions, I want to take a second and let you all know that we are in our final week of accepting registrations for the Discipline That Connects online course. After this, the next time that you're going to be able to jump in is this coming fall. Well, as you can tell from the answers to the questions that we've already talked about today, the course is super practical and so foundational to the view of parenting. If you sign up, you will be challenged and supported as you dive deep into this biblical framework. During our last cohort this past fall, we had many parents who came back to take it a second time for free. You never pay for it twice, but they came back again because of all the parenting material out there. This is what they wanted to reinforce. Plus, it's all online and it can fit into your schedule. I moderate the course, so if you have questions, I'm going to find you an answer. I really encourage you to check it out. The link to all the information is in the show notes. Don't wait because we will be closing registration really soon. Okay, so Jim and Lynn, let's move on to the last level of the framework that says you are responsible for your actions. Mm-hmm. Lynn, do you want to give us a little overview and then we'll jump into a question and do another role play? Yeah. Sure. You are responsible for your actions is really a gift 
to kids because it communicates you can fix the stuff that doesn't go well. And just even for, for, there was a question about a 19-month-old. Even a 19-month-old usually has the concept of fixing something that's broken because for sure they've probably broken a toy by <laughs> then or something has crashed or whatever to the floor. And so you can just use that language of, uh-oh, you hurt sister, uh-oh, mm. let's fix it, mm-hmm. you know. Let's fix your hearts. And so that sense of I can fix what I've broken is a good thing. And that's very different from I need to punish you so that you feel bad about what you did and you're less yeah. likely to do it again, which really is not true very often. Uh, it's, it's not very effective because it builds resentment and frustration. Mm-hmm. So holding kids accountable to fix what they've broken is a biblical gift to them that builds that inner mm-hmm. responsibility. So we talk a lot about make it right consequences. Mm-hmm. How could you make it right? Mm -hmm. And then it's not such a a big question of, oh, was my child just overloaded and exhausted? Or was this really intentional? Either Mm. way, when Mm -hmm. the child is rested and ready, they can fix whatever went wrong. What a gift. If you imagine if our whole country (laughs) was raised (laughs) (laughs) with this concept, it might be a little different landscape. Yeah, that's so good because we're helping them understand the natural impacts of mm-hmm. their behavior then, yep. too, right? So the message yep. we're communicating is you are responsible yeah. for your actions. So often when kids misbehave, the way that parents engage with that is strong, and we're fine with strong, but it communicates a message to the kids that you're a problem, you're a pain, mm. you are bad, you don't listen, you are a screw-up. And parents never want their kids to receive these messages about themselves. But when we're not thoughtful about how we engage with kids' misbehavior, when we correct that, when we seek to correct that misbehavior, we often unwittingly communicate these counterproductive messages. So our invitation simply is to think about those times when you feel compelled as a parent to put corrective discipline in place to communicate the message, you are responsible to make right what you've made wrong as your primary goal here. And and then to address what are the consequences, natural impacts are those things that happen automatically because of how you've behaved. Do we help our kids understand that as part of the process? Do we allow their understanding of that to become a motivator to them to make Mm -hmm. right what they've made wrong? So you yelled at your sister and that's not okay. You go to your room and don't come out until you can say you're sorry. That's the old way. Yeah, that what does that teach our children? Mm -hmm. You're a screw up. Go away from us until you can come back and not be a screw up anymore. And by Mm -hmm. the way, lie to do it because we want you to say you're sorry even if you don't feel it yet. And that's what kids need to do in order to get out of trouble. Well, that's that's not a productive way to help our kids learn to value restoration with yeah. sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make things right. I really like that. That explanation of you are responsible for your actions, Jim. And Virginia sent us in this question, and we get this question a lot of times from parents, because the words that we use to communicate you're responsible can change depending on the age of your child. But really, the message stays the same. Yep. But parents are always asking, well, how does it actually sound different depending on the age of my child? Okay, right. so here's Virginia's question, and then we'll we'll set up a role play for it after that. She asks, can you please show how an example of using the framework, or in this case, you are responsible for a 19-month-old and a five-year-old who have been hitting. So we're just gonna like set it up. Maybe they were on the playground or they had a play date or something. They hit 
they hit someone. So they're not. This isn't about with each other. This is about the 19-month-old is with other kids at the playground and they hit somebody. Sure. Right? And and then we have a five-year-old and they hit or did something. So the, so what we want to role play is how does it sound different okay. to talk to a 19-month-old sure. and talk to a five-year-old. So could you set that up and we'll kind of run sure. two different role plays to let the parents hear yeah. the difference. Yeah. So 19-month-old first and it's playdate time. Both will be playdate times. Both the 19-month-old and the five-year-old will be a playdate. So the first one is I've brought my 19 month old with a friend. And, You're the parent? And I'm the parent. Okay. And Lynn is the 19 month old. All right. And she's over here playing and I'm over here talking. And uh-huh. all of a sudden there is a, a, an interaction at the slide. Yeah. No, no, my turn, my turn. Yeah. And I need okay, so there's my cue. And so, so no, I, you're too late. I already whacked the little kid off. Well, I know. So I, I could have been paying better attention and seen it coming, but I didn't. Oh come so on, now. moms need time to chat on the bench and the dads kids can play too. By themselves. Yes, and dads. Yeah. So for uh, sure. So it just happened. So I've I've gotten off the bench and I've gone over and I'm gonna attend to my daughter and also to the victim mm-hmm. on the playground. So honey, honey, honey. Oh, oh no, my really, turn, my turn. It was so, my turn. Oh, 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 look at me right here. What? Here, my turn. Oh, look at me. Come here. Oh, come here. I'm going to hug you. Yeah, you're really mad right now, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. It was your turn, wasn't my it? My turn. Well, here, how does the little guy here feel? And the other, you know, so now in the uh, outer role play for just a second, mm-hmm. other parent has come over. They're scowling at me because my kid just hit their kid. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, I, so but I'm just going to be okay with that. It's like, I'm going to tend well to my child and I'm going to hopefully set an example for the parent that's watching and I'm going to say to my child right now yeah you're so mad and and how is the other child feeling i don't know yeah you don't know no you know how you my feel. turn yeah. my turn so we're gonna go over here separate my child buy some space and time you're so upset right now aren't you yeah yeah and you hurt that other child did you get hurt too no no you did so who did all the hurting that child is hurt are you hurt no. No. So you did some hurting, didn't you? No. No. Oh, you did. No. But, but look at over there. Look at the little child over there. How do they feel? Are they mad too? Mad. Yeah, but they're crying. Sad. Oh, they're sad. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna settle down. Come here, breathe with me. <sighs> yeah. Oh, I can feel your breathing, and I can feel your heartbeat. Can you feel your heartbeat? No. Look at right here. No. Oh, it's too hard. Okay, let's just breathe. Look at me. I love you. This is so hard being a little one. You're mad you didn't get your turn on the slide. Yeah, my turn. Yeah. So you want to go slide soon? Yeah. Let's settle down and then you can slide and then we're going to go talk to the other child too. See how they're doing. Okay? Mm, It's okay. Just breathe with me right now. Yeah. That's good. Let's just do this for a while. So, you know, this is, A, I'm thinking, you've got a lot of words for a 19-month-old. Might be more like a two-and-a-half-year-old, probably. <laughs> yeah. I was very verbal as a 19-month-old. <laughs> but, you know, even if it's a younger child, the idea is, let's breathe. Let's settle down. Look at me. I want you to know I'm with you now. I'm for you. I'm loving you. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say words, though, that make you understand as my 19-month-old what happened wasn't okay, and we're going we're gonna to deal with that mm-hmm. maybe later. <laughs> we're going to do something about that. But you're not, you can't bring that in right now. You're too upset. You're too hurt. You just wanted to go down the slide. What does empathy look like? What does love look like? What does caring look like? And what does it look like to pave the way for you to make amends, make things right at some point out there with this other child? So good. I have a few questions. So first of all... If I'm on the playground with my kids 
where's the place for me to go straight to the child that my child hit? Should I have gone there maybe first and said, are you okay? Yeah, it's so hard to know how 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 hard was the hit. Was it yeah. was it a hit that really hurt or yeah. was it a hit that aggravated? Or, uh-huh. you know, so I I didn't make up any of those details in my brain. I really was and just And how quick was the other child. parent but to run good, in But it's a good well. question. So if the other parent went, then maybe I wouldn't be as concerned. Yeah, but I may want to set an example right away of, you know, my child, come here, be with me. Now let's take care of this child. No, I know you're upset, but we're going to take care of this child. Uh-huh. How are you? Where's your mommy? Where's your daddy? Yeah. What's it like to be you? So I'm immediately setting this little mini example to my own child of caring for the other person. Yeah. Highly okay. appropriate and highly reasonable, you know, especially okay. if that child is really hurt. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. And then what I really noticed, uh, it just so came through this role play, was just really how you had such a settled heart. Mm. You were just settled and you took time in it. Yeah. You know, I feel like so many times as parents, we just rush. We got to, oh, say sorry. Or we got to, you know, fix it right away. And it was like, I I have time right here with you. Let's just take Mm -hmm. the time that you need to calm down. And I thought, I loved the breathing. We do a lot of breathing. I thought there might be a child that just needs to start doing a walking lap around the playground, maybe. Or any number of ways to calm in that moment. Yeah, and I mean, I think the strategies to get there are, again, am I expecting bad things are going to happen at some point? And am I thinking through what my readiness is going to be? How have I prayerfully prepared? How am I learning to welcome God's presence into the midst of my craziness? You know, and to defer my anxiety about stuff like this when it happens. So the Philippians 4. About the other parent. (laughs) Yep. So the Philippians 4 kinds of stuff. Be anxious in nothing but in everything. With prayer, thanksgiving, supplication, make my request known to God and the peace of God that transcends understanding will guard my heart and mind. Well, what do I need to do to be prepared in a time like this to bring that peace that surpasses understanding as an example to the other parent, as an example to the victim, as an example to my child, and as a reinforcer to me that God is present and, you know, not freaked out by this and I don't need to be either. Yeah. 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 I love that. I'm just going to say, parents, you and me, it's hard in the moment. Mm -hmm. It feels, you know, the child's screaming, you're in public, like that's hard, but we can work to get there. For sure. For sure. And the examples that Lynn and I said and i think this bears saying didn't just come to us out of the blue we've rehearsed this we've done role plays like this we did these things in real life with our kids but when we talked as young parents about what we're going to do when things like this happen we always talked about how are we going to be the parents we want to be when this stuff happens how am i going to bring these messages to the fore when stuff like this happens right and you talked about expecting it to happen there's two different ways that parents expect things to happen one is when it happens it's like oh here we go again i knew it she always hits at the playground Mm -hmm. versus oh okay i'm ready for this i'm prepared lord Mm -hmm. help me and it's very different yeah Yeah. and it takes practice it takes thought it takes you know thinking about and thinking through this stuff before it happens yeah I like it. So then in regards to this being an 18-month-old child, the other thing that I really noticed that was that it was very simple language Mm -hmm. and like not complicated, you know, sentences. And you said the same sort of sentences over and over again sometimes. Like, you know, you repeated them. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really about, A, me anchoring in what what's the most important thing for my child to hear so that they know I'm for them, Which I was, love them, yeah. they're capable, and they're ultimately going to 
be responsible for yeah. what you know yeah. for making yeah. things right. Okay, so let's just tie up this little role play, and yep. then we're going to try to move into the five-year-old one. Yeah. But I know there's a parent that's asking, yeah, but now what? Like, okay, my child is, you know, calmed down and mm-hmm. is safe, but they haven't made right what they made wrong yet. Yeah. And they're 18 months old. Yeah. Right. And I know the framework, and I know that's part of it. Yeah, yeah. So now what? And you said something about let's go down the slide and then go over to the little person that was hit sure i would probably reverse that and say let's get calm and then let's go talk to your friend that's hurt and then we can go down the slide yeah and that's just a little bit of a you know delay of gratification until we've made right because that's our first most important priority is making right Mm -hmm. what Mm -hmm. was made wrong and would you force or ask the child to say they're sorry what would you say with that lynn i might just go oh how will we fix it She's uh-huh. really sad. Mm-hmm. She got hurt. Mm-hmm. How should we fix it? Mm-hmm. Do you want a hug? Do you want to share us your snack? Yep. How can we fix it? Yeah, like yep. it. I like it. So anything, anything like that for yeah, an 18-month-old. And, and, uh, the 18-month-old, when you ask, how do you want to fix it, is most likely to shrug. <laughs> right. So you <laughs> give you suggestions. Give options. You yeah. want to give them, do you, would you like to give them one of your snacks? Or would you like to hold their hand and let them go down the slide first? That's good. Yeah. Uh, would you like to say you're sorry? Or do you feel sorry? Would you like to say you're sorry? Yeah. That's good. Let's do the role play again, maybe in quicker speed a little bit. Like I'm thinking like no, no, no. The older kids forward, get but, the you know. more complicated it gets. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It does. So it's a little. No, no, no. Yeah. We'll, but I just we'll want, I want everyone to hear, you know, what that conversation sounds like with a five-year-old. Yep. yep. So you can maybe skip some of the details because we have sure, the sure. scenario now. Yep. So the scenario's there, same thing on the bench. Linny hits, and I say, oh, oh, oh. He puts me down. He wouldn't let me go on the slide. Oh, 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 Linny Reed, I'm going to get down on your level. I'm down He pushed me, and he wouldn't let me go on the slide. What? Let's hear what he has to say, huh? Let's hear what he has to say. How is it like to be you, little buddy? He's mad. His mom is there. He's mm-hmm. crying. He runs away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So, oh, 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 I, yeah, you feel mad, don't you? Yeah, I'm yeah, mad. And, and how does he feel right now? I don't know. You don't know? What do you think? He's. I think he's sad. Yeah, but you hit him. Yeah, he yeah. pushed me. You were so upset that you hit him. He pushed me, wouldn't let me go oh, on the slide. So you felt bad about that. That was really hard, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm, is it okay to hit? No. Well, how do you feel about hitting? I'm mad. Oh, are you mad at you or mad at the boy or both? He pushed me. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So are you mad at you or are you mad at the boy or both? Mm, maybe both. Maybe oh. the boy. Yeah. So maybe both, maybe the boy. So you're a little bit mad at you and you're a little bit mad at the boy or a lot of mad at the boy. Yeah. Yeah, come here. Let's breathe. I understand. Sometimes I get mad too. Come here. Let's breathe together. Let's look over there at that boy with his mommy. How's he feeling now? He's not crying as loud. Mm -hmm. What you did wasn't okay, right? No. He pushed me. I know, but so do you think it was okay to hit? No. No, you're right. It's not okay to hit. How do you want to fix that? I don't know. Mm, It's hard, isn't it? Let's just breathe a little bit more. Do you want to go over and do you feel sorry? Mm, Maybe. Do you want to go tell him? And then do you want to bring a snack? Tell him you're sorry? Or do you want to wait for a little bit? Mm, Wait. Okay. Let's wait for a little bit. You wait on my lap. No more playing until you're ready to settle down and and go fix this. Make things right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've seen you fix things before. I know you can do this. 
it's hard though, isn't it? When somebody, when you feel mad. Yeah. Yeah. You ready yet? Yeah. Okay, let's go. So good. So good. What I heard is that there was a lot more conversation around how are you going to make it right? Yeah. How are you going to make it right? And a five-year-old may be too upset at the moment, but is fully capable as he or she settles down of starting to do the thinking about this that uh, that I think is so important for kids to learn to do for themselves so mm-hmm. that mom and dad aren't always the ones forcing the matter. Mm-hmm. It was so different, right, than the threats that you hear. You're not going to get your snack. You have to sit. Yeah. That's not okay. You know, all of those yeah, things, right? right? It's just mm-hmm. so yep. different than yep. that. Like, come sit. You can sit next to me yeah. until you're ready. And it's really the difference between taking a role of judge where I need to make sure that justice is done here mm-hmm. because there's been a crime committed <laughs> mm-hmm. and taking the role of a coach. of How can I help my child settle down, figure out what went on in them enough that then they care about what was going on in someone else yeah. and desire to make it right? Oh, it's so good. And that's the same if it's an 18-month-old mm-hmm. or if it's a five-year-old or if it's an eight or 15 yep mm-hmm. or even actually with yeah, myself right when i need to <laughs> yeah. make things right myself i need yep. to take the time to calm all of those things this yep. was really good i know our listeners love the role plays and yeah. so thanks for doing those with us today yeah, it's fun to do them mm-hmm. i know it's there's a lot i mean we we simplify it we keep it short yep. but it's all anchored in a very simple framework yes. that you learn on this course yeah so I hope people join us for the course. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Stacy. Yeah, You're welcome. Thanks. Good to be with you today. Are you enjoying our podcasts? Please rate and review so others can find us more easily. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. All the information about the discipline that connects with your child's heart online course is found through a link in our show notes and at connectedfamilies.org. The course runs two times a year and is starting in the next few weeks. Registration is open. Sign up today. Next week, we have a special recording on marriage for you. We'll see you then. For more information on Connected Families, go to connectedfamilies.org.